Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Really glad you're with us for the Friday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Jim Garrity is back today. You would be amazed at the lengths he has gone to make this podcast work today. And for that, of course, I'm extremely appreciative. He's still on the road, almost done with all of his travels. Jim, happy Friday. I was going to say, Greg, I guess we can let the cat out of the bag. I'm here in Williamsburg, Virginia, and apparently the only internet connection is wooden and uses twine, and I have to pedal to make it work. But uh, so we're we're using ancient or, or you know colonial era internet connection, it seems. So hopefully, my <laughs> listeners, you can bear with us as we record today. Absolutely, yeah. Ben Franklin, George Washington, those guys knew how to use the internet properly. Yes, uh, <laughs> I saw it on the internet, in fact. Yes, exactly. All right, on to. Um, on to our good martini now. And uh, Jim, it's not often that we uh, say kudos to the Democrats, but man, this is fun uh, because uh, Tuesday, of course, was primary day in Ohio for lots of different races. But the one most people are watching is the U.S. Senate race. Rob Portman retiring, Tim Ryan pretty much unchallenged for the Democrats. And then, of course, there was the the brawl on the Republican side, eventually won by J.D. Vance. And so the Lincoln Project, to no one's surprise, says, hey, we're ready to dive into this. We're going to make this one of the marquee races in the country. It's really important that the Democrats uh, try to pick this up, keep their majority. And then <laughs> they uh, get this response from Izzy Levy, uh, communications director for Tim Ryan. It simply says, please, no. So, Jim, after their illustrious track record of blowing every Senate race they got involved with uh, until the runoffs in Georgia in 2020, uh, their stunt uh, in the Glenn Youngkin uh, campaign that did not work well and perhaps contributed to Glenn Youngkin's victory, even Democrats know these guys are just grifters and they're not going to help them win. So it might hurt us in the long run, but watching the Lincoln Project get dinged by the left now is really fun. Yeah, the, the, the mask has slipped, uh, not just the argument that these guys are, there's nothing remotely Republican or conservative about these guys, you know, at all. Um, I think now even Democrats, you know, don't really believe they are on their side. The Lincoln Project is out to promote themselves. And they have started to get more and more ham-fisted and boorish and desperate to remain relevant, desperate to remain in the headlines. And I think if they had not done that dumb stunt against Glenn Youngkin and attempting to reenact the uh, Tiki Torch Brigade that marched through Charlottesville and standing near the Glenn Youngkin bus, campaign bus, you know, that I think was the final straw for a lot of people. And I think, you know, you know, you could point to some Virginia Democrats. It's probably an exaggeration to say that stunt cost the Democrats, the, the races last year, but it's certainly, it was not the story they wanted to have front and center in the final weekend heading into the campaign. So the Lincoln Project is really kind of now this semi-anarchic force that is in theory helping the Democrats, but very often tends to be counterproductive. Now, Tim Ryan has a tough race ahead. I do think he's probably the best candidate the Democrats could have hoped for in this cycle. He's always been a pretty populist guy. 
J.D. Vance is, you know, went through a very rough primary, but Ohio's been drifting pretty red. It looks like a good year for Republicans. So, you know, Tim Ryan really needs everything to go right to pull out the win this cycle. Uh, although he does have a lot of money to work with. But, you know, Lincoln Project coming in, he doesn't need them doing some stupid stunt like that on the final weekend and distracting from whatever, you know, message Tim Ryan wants to emphasize in, in the final days. So, you know, the Lincoln Project no longer has any friends and left, right and center, everyone can agree, they've earned it. <laughs> no, absolutely right. Look, we certainly don't want Democrats to win this or any other Senate race this year. But of all the people who have completely disgraced themselves with zero ideological consistency, uh, Lincoln Project, as we talked about earlier this week in their reaction to the draft ruling on Roe, uh, have just uh, absolutely, I don't know of a better word, disgraced themselves from start to finish uh, throughout the past several years. So the fact that the Democrats are starting to kick them to the curb is just utterly uh, phenomenal. No one deserves it more. Um, anyway, on to our first ad for the day. And for that, we go to the good folks over at Athletic Greens. Jim has talked about how much he loves the taste of this. Uh, yes, it looks very bright green as you drink it, but uh, it has a decent taste and it has everything you want in one drink. So you don't have to pop a million different pills with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens 1 AG1. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You'll want to make this part of your daily routine. It helps with digestion. It helps with energy. And it's just an easier way to get all the nutrients you need. So it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, doesn't matter. Uh, it's all great, and it all works with your diet. It costs you less than $3 a day. So uh, in these days of everything costing more, that's going to help as well. It's got over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com martini. Again, that is athleticgreens.com martini to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, athleticgreens.com martini. All right, one more bit of good news, Andy, and that is the fantastic deals you can find at 4patriots.com martini including their signature offer right now, a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. And of course, free shipping on all orders over $97. You want to be prepared. You don't want to get caught unprepared when your power goes out. It's going to happen eventually. It's just a question of whether you're in the dark for a few minutes, a few hours, or maybe even a few days or more. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X, worth its weight in gold. It's now got double the capacity and it'll keep your big appliances running, including your fridge, which is full of food that just keeps getting more and more expensive. It's got 12 outlets, including four AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than normal. So visit 4patriots.com martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com slash martini. That's 4patriots.com slash martini. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, Jim, our bad martini is a follow-up to yesterday's when Emily Jashinsky was here and we were talking about how the U.S., through, of course, unnamed officials in New York Times reporting, uh, was pointing out that uh, the U.S. had played a rather significant intelligence role in targeting and uh, helping the Ukrainians kill up to or more than 12 Russian generals. I don't know that that would shock any of us, but it is weird that we would admit that. And now we're actually admitting a role in the targeting and sinking of the Moskva, which is obviously a major moment in this war and certainly one of uh, significant symbolism for the Russians and probably the Ukrainians as well. And so, Jim, I know you've written about this even as you've been on the road. Um, this seems like all it's going to do is escalate the situation uh, when we're playing this direct of a role in everything. Obviously, the world knows that we're arming the Ukrainians, but now we're actually helping them uh, carry out attacks. Uh, this is getting pretty close to the line if it's not already there. Yeah. And look, this is um, I wrote about this yesterday. And in the comments section, Greg, I managed to get called a crazed warmonger who should put on a uniform and fight the Russians himself and a uh, spineless appeaser of Vladimir Putin <laughs> in the same comment thread. So that, that's usually a sign that I've done something either absolutely brilliant or um, I'm utterly garbled. So, you know, I, I'm really kind of struck by that because in yesterday's uh, New York Times story, they publish it. And then a short time later, a National Security Council spokeswoman, Adrian Watson, puts out a statement saying that the battlefield intelligence was not provided to the Ukrainians, quote, with the intent to kill Russian generals. Greg, what do they think the Ukrainians are going to do with it? <laughs> Prank call them? Send them an angry worded letter? You know, if you say to the Ukrainian army, hey, we know that this high ranking general is going to be right here, right th at this point, at this exact time. Yeah, of course, they're going to try to kill them. Of course, they're going to shoot bombs or, or you know, whatever missiles or whatever options they have there. Um, it, it's kind of, you know, ridiculous to then say, ah, you know, we, we just told them we didn't know how they're going to use this information. And it's very similarly, um, there, there's now apparently subsequent leaking of like, look, we just told them exactly where the Russian flagship was. We didn't mean, no, that they were going to bomb it, <laughs> you know, as if there was any other real use for that information. Um, you know, so on the one hand, should we be doing this? I can understand some listeners might have disagreements about this. Most of us feel, you know, Americans feel that like we should be doing things to help the Ukrainians and giving them arms is certainly one of those things. But this is where we're getting into a, not just a gray area, there's a specific term for this called gray zone tactics, which is where you're not at war with some place, but you're doing these kinds of low level harassment, intimidation, uh, sometimes cyber warfare, stuff like that, stuff that you know isn't going to start an all-out war, but that is definitely complicating the lives of your adversary. Uh, and in this case, we are not pulling the trigger. We're just putting the hands of the Ukrainians and telling them precisely where to shoot, but we're not shooting them, right? And, um, you know, the idea of Putin and the Russians treating this as an act of war and responding in kind, you know, does feel more and more likely with each passing day. Um, and then kind of the final thought is that if we're going to do this, uh, I kind of feel like if, if we are in this, you know, quasi state of war, kind of sort of war with Moscow, that does feel like the sort of decision that Congress should weigh in on. Uh, I realize we've been used to extending, you know, the uh, uh, military, the commander in chief powers of the presidency, you know, more and more extensively. 
Um, and of course, the authorization for the use of military force after 9-11 has been stretched and, uh, you know, put into every kind of conceivable scenario far, very far from the original incidents of 9-11. But it does feel like this kind of action does get close enough to war that I would want the president at minimum meeting and keeping Congress in the loop and allowing Congress to weigh in and say, hey, you know what, this is not a particularly smart thing. But finally, if you're going to do all these don't put it on the front page of the New York Times. Don't put it on the front page of NBCNews.com. It is astounding for this. And you'll have to scratch your head as to why the Biden administration would do this. Clearly, there's no strategic value in this. Clearly, there's great strategic risk in doing this. And I think the most likely answer to this is that the Biden administration, feel, you know, the poll numbers are bad. The midterms are looking terrible. And they feel like they're not getting enough credit. So they've decided to tell the world, hey, we're doing a lot more in Ukraine than anybody knows. And in the process, they're putting, making this whole situation much more dangerous. They're really good at making everything worse, aren't they? Yes, they, they are. <laughs> Even when they do something right, like might be this, like, hey, you know what? You know, I'm not going to stand here and defend the Russians. They have it coming after what they've done in Buka and places like that. But don't stand up and announce to the world you just did that. And even if the Russians are likely to know it, you don't come out and you know brag about it on the front page of the New York Times. Yeah, we can obviously debate about whether you know what our role ought to be in helping Ukraine, but uh, you got to be willing to accept what the repercussions of that might be, and uh, we just don't know what that is yet. So, uh, you know, you came to the Three Martini Lunch for cogent analysis, which of course you got again. You also get the easy listening music behind Jim, and that is a phenomenal <laughs> addition as well. Again, I, I I could describe what he's gone to in the lengths to, to do this podcast today. I'm truly appreciative, but let's talk about my pillow. Uh, MyPillow has their buy one, get one extravaganza going on right now. MyPillow bedsheets as low as $59.98. The MyPillows as low as $49.98. And again, you buy the one, you get the other one free. So you really get two for these price, of course. Uh, Six-piece towel sets, $79.98. Roll and go anywhere pillows, $29.98. And so much more. Uh, let's talk about that roll and go anywhere MyPillow. You can use it on your couch, your recliner, in your car. It's versatile enough to take with you on vacation or anywhere else you go. It comes in multiple colors and patterns. It's machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Really, really love all the products at MyPillow. You can't go wrong, and the deal now is phenomenal. It's a buy one, get one extravaganza at MyPillow.com slash martini. Bed sheets and MyPillows are just the tip of the iceberg. Find the full list of BOGO offers by visiting MyPillow.com slash martini or call 800-874-0104. Stock up with buy one, get one free savings today and get Mike's book free with any purchase. MyPillow.com slash martini or call 800-874-0104. MyPillow.com slash martini. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jim, on to our crazy martini now. And uh, Jen Psaki is on her way out of the White House. They announced uh, her replacement, which is the deputy press secretary. That's usually how that goes. Uh, so she will be starting soon. I think this week is the end for Psaki, but it's felt like she's 
get on her last couple of days for the last month here. Nonetheless, uh, really going out with a doozy, uh, or should I say a doozy? Uh, because the question today from, uh, or yesterday, Thursday, from Peter Ducey was pretty simple. Does the White House condemn people going to the houses of Supreme Court justices to harass them, even though you disagree with what appears to be the decision coming on the Dobbs case that could uh, well reverse Roe v. Wade? Jen Psaki could have easily said, no, we don't. That's taking it too far. But no, instead, she says this. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it. We, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly the president would want people's uh, privacy to be respected. But I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years. Their rights to make choices about their own bodies and their own health care are at risk. That's why people are protesting. They're unhappy. They're scared. So, uh, Jim, we could have put together a Jen Psaki greatest hits compilation here, but why torture our audience? We, lo- we love the people who listen to this podcast. So what do you make of uh, this answer to this really simple question? Yeah. Um, let's also not forget that we're constantly reminded Joe Biden is a faithful Catholic uh, <laughs> who, who not only supports abortion on demand, federally funded up until the moment of birth and or partial birth, uh, apparently, he's also perfectly OK with, you know, protesting the homes of justices who have ruled against uh, the way the people in his party want. Um, it's, it, on the question, you know, on the one hand, the First Amendment very broadly defines the right to protest. And I'll recognize that legally there's nothing wrong as long as you're abiding by local statutes, you're not obstructing somebody getting to their home or something like that. Um, legally, you have the right to protest outside the home of anyone you want and uh you know, and the Supreme Court justices would, would fit by that. But I've always kind of felt like the pro- if you're going to protest what someone is doing in their job, you should protest them at that job, at that location. The appropriate place to protest would be at the Supreme Court building because you're really mad at what Amy Coney Barrett or uh, Clarence Thomas or Samuel Alito or Brett Kavanaugh is doing at, at their jobs. You don't really care about what they're doing at their house. And you know what? Everybody should be entitled to go back home and sleep in peace and live their lives. Um, you know, just because they've made a decision you don't like, that doesn't mean you get to be in their faces and uh, act in what looks like pretty clearly a very threatening manner. Hopefully this passes with absolutely no harm. And if it's, you know, the right to peaceful protest and the right to actually do something violent are very different. The Constitution absolutely protects peaceful protest. It does not uh, uh, protect, you know, assaults of any kind and a lot of, you know, angry rhetoric getting that, you know, gray area neighborhood of threats. I think, you know, so give me a, oh, by the way, one of the nice things about the presidency is the guy works where he lives. So you can protest outside the president's house all the time. I suppose you could try to go to the gates of Camp David, or you could probably go to the gates of where Biden goes to in Delaware every single weekend. Um, <laughs> you're usually kept a good distance away and they can't hear and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, this clearly is meant as intimidating. And the, the other great irony is, you know, they're not protesting a decision that has been officially announced yet. I think we can all read between the lines of what's being attempted to be done with these protests. And I, you know, at minimum, like I'm, I'm kind of curious if the Biden administration really thinks they would lose votes or Democrats would do worse in the midterms. If he said, you know what, don't protest, don't protest the justices at their houses. Uh, also, apparently there's some sort of uh, movement or argument to protest Catholic masses this coming weekend. I hope they don't go ahead with that. I think that's an atrocious uh, uh, thing to do. Um, but, uh, that'd be another thing, Joe Biden come out and discourage people from doing, but I guess, you know, Matlock is on or something. 
Well, we've already talked this week about how the momentum is not as nearly much on their side as they think. If they go en masse and protest at a bunch of Catholic churches this weekend, I think the momentum will definitely uh, go in a direction that they don't like. So, Jim, I know it's been a busy week. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back in our usual confines on Monday. I'm looking forward to it, Greg. You may have noticed uh, as you were doing the last ad, I had to mute myself. Uh, it looked like the USC Trojan marching band was coming by. They, they were a little bit <laughs> noisy, so I, I cut that down. We're now back to the simple, easy jazz quartet. We hope you get all of your easy listening needs here on the Three Martini Lunch. We'll have more <laughs> of today's top hits tomorrow. Now, uh, see you Monday, Greg. Excellent. Ah, it's actually pretty good background music in a normal martini environment, time to think of it. Uh, Jim Garrity uh, joining us from Williamsburg. He'll be back in his uh, usual home office on Monday. I'm Greg Corumbus, Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. Do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Tell your friends about us as well. Thank you so much for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Please keep them coming. Get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great weekend. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And join us on Monday for the next Three Martini Lunch. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. There's a sort of debate that's very much, I think, inside baseball and the pro-life movement about kind of incrementalism versus uh, versus abolition. And this is a, an uncomfortable debate at times. Um, but again, Roe has sort of uh, given a, a, un, a unifying, I should say, a unifying mantle uh, for the pro-life movement to say, you, we really have to focus on Roe anyway at this point. And so now these questions about state laws um, are going to come front and center into full focus. The left is suddenly going to decide it loves federalism. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.